You better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. Everybody. <laughs> Feliz Pride, everybody. Pride. Oh my God, it's we're in the middle of Pride and I'm exhausted. No, and you're not exhausted. I'm exhausted. You're not exhausted. I'm exhausted. No, Messy Margaret's exhausted. <laughs> Who's she? <laughs> She's the one with the booking ratio that's higher than yours. I know, right? So much higher than mine. I mean, it's the middle of Pride, and we were we've been a little bit lazy with the squirrel talk thing because, like, we just couldn't. We, we just haven't couldn't been lazy with happen. the squirrel talk thing. We've been too busy to we, do the squirrel well, talk yeah. thing. Yeah, we we couldn't make it happen, so we're getting it out a little late. Uh, sorry about it, but you know what? We're here and we're doing it. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're here and we're queer and you have to listen to it. <laughs> I mean, if you want, don't, you know, Selena, how are you doing? How are you doing in the middle of Pride? This is a good time for us to like talk about what it is like in the midst of Pride for a drag experience. Uh, it's It's been pretty a lot. It's been like, this is like my second week full of everything. It's awful. Yeah. I don't know why we do it for the money because the money, this is where we make all of our money. This is why we do it so much it's too much because because so many (laughs) more opportunities come up than normal because everybody needs a drag performer during Uh pride Uh places that normally don't carry drag performers um and we have to take the gigs we can't say no to them because it's financially viable for us like totally it's so wild like uh, and they come up uh just randomly too still like people are still trying to book things like the yeah. la- the day before and they're not offering enough like these last minute bookings are like okay you want to do it for 200 it's like no yeah you're gonna, I don't. you're gonna pay for everything if you want me there like if you want to just this last minute bullshit <laughs> yeah yeah you know what's interesting is is i'm finding i don't know if you're finding this but there's less corporate um pride things happening this year than there have been in the past i think that's probably true i think it's because of the fear that the republicans instilled in the rest of the world well we saw what happened with the mlb or whatever the baseball league is called um where on june 1st they 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 put their logo out with the pride flag behind it and then on june 2nd they removed it sure did because they're afraid the people who are like status quo they're in the middle, quote unquote, of an argument. And they're like, we don't want to ruffle feathers. Yeah. Well, who cares? You're ruffling the feathers of Nazis. Who cares? Exactly. You know I mean? That's who you want to pander to? That's who you want to pander to? Like Hitler's children? Like, I hate to say it, but like, it's true. It is. You're, you, it's you disgusting. nailed it. Uh, it's disgusting. It's like Target removing um, a large portion of their LGBTQ pride wear. Like their now, paraphernalia. I don't, I don't shop at Target anyway, so I don't care. Well, we, can't, um, we don't have it here in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it failed. It failed miserably. It did. That said, they had an interesting argument. I thought it was very interesting because they were was saying... The they were saying that their staff were getting death threats and they were fearful for the safety of their staff. That said, that brings up an interesting issue that they don't protect their staff in general at all. I mean, there's probably Okay, isn't it funny how these people's argument against um, drag performers reading to children is it's not safe for the kids and we're all groomers and, and, and our yeah. children are in danger. Meanwhile, they're out there literally making, making death threats. Hurting attacking and that's the crazy thing too because people like us gays us lesbians as trans queer people we're not doing anything but we just want to exist we're not yes attacking people we're not saying you have to be gay no they're the ones that are actually attacking us for just wanting to exist absolutely they're not listening to us they don't care what we have to say they don't they're not coming to our events to see what they're actually all about they're coming to our events to get violent and to hurt us and that's happening 
It's coming only from them. We're exactly. not violent. Exactly. We are not. It is all them. And they're doing it at schools. They're doing it in front mm. of children. And they are instigating right? it and they are yelling and they are screaming obscenities and getting violent in front of the children that they're claiming they want to protect. Like, what do you want your kid to hear less? Somebody going like, oh, look, a gay person saw a rainbow. Or some guy in a Trump hat going like, stick it up the bum, motherfucker. Like, I don't want the kid to hear that for crying out loud. Where are all the parents that are outraged that these assholes are saying this shit around children? <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're using too much sense here. Like, too much common sense. <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's what I tell uh, my husband, you know, because we'll get into arguments like this over brunch where we're like just going over things. And some person at the next table is like, wow, your eggs Benedict bring out your anger. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, you know, like, I think that's the thing. You hit it on the head where it's like there is no rational Mm-mm. sense, Mm-mm. especially with like the lowest common denominator that the masterminds are manipulating. But I do mm-hmm. think there is a rational sense at the top of this. And it's literally just targeted towards creating a hateful situation yeah. um, towards queers. It, it's that's what they want. It's they to want. protect their own interests. It's to protect the straight white yeah. folk. Um, because they want to own women and they want to like... yeah. They want to, they want, they're afraid that masculinity is going to like, take a hit, you know, and then it won't be cool to be a man anymore. Like, it's already pretty cool to be a man. Like, what's your, (laughs) what is your problem? (laughs) See, here's the problem is that they're upset that we have visibility now. They never Mm. wanted us to have visibility. They want to be, they wanted to be just them. And us existing doesn't take away from them existing. Yeah, there's a few yeah. more queer people on TV. It's still not taking away from all the, like, everything we've been seeing already for the last 50, 60 years. What um, do you think of the gays that hop on the train and they're just like, oh, well, if it wasn't for you gays marching naked outdoors, they wouldn't have anything to complain about. Why don't you just be gay, but, like, be passively gay, you know? What do you think of that? I think that's fucking stupid that's do that's us that's making us be queer on their own terms right on their terms which are which are which is not our ter- and like, we're the ones who are queer you can't tell us how to do it i've always thought it was really interesting because like really it it's not just about sex you know it's also about all. relationships with people like who mm-hmm. you fall in love with mm-hmm. like you're attracted to like a greater sense of culture and identity it's not just about sex like it anyway it's about visibility i think that's the key thing pride parades and things that it's all about visibility we want to be seen because they don't want us to be seen right exactly and and what's really important about us doing drag brunches and story times and all that stuff like why do you want to read to children why do you want to perform in front of children i will tell you why it's because i didn't have that when i was a kid we did not have that when we were children yeah. we did not know that what we are was normal i literally received we a message I had a child at my drag brunch on Sunday and afterwards his mother messaged me and said, you have no idea what you did because that kid was like shy, didn't speak. I didn't interact with them at all. But she said he left there and like he had just come out. I think he's like 11 or something. And in the car car ride home said, I felt normal. Wow. That's really amazing. Yeah. I mean, maybe he, maybe he started to find his identity a little bit more. I mean, and that's the truth. Like you, you, you don't, you know, you're trying to figure out who you are when you're a young adult, like a preteen, teenager, and when there are no examples exactly. that you recognize with. You're so confused. I spent most of my teen years so confused, just like, it's a phase, it's a phase, it's a phase, I'll grow out of it. Uh, yeah. And I spent like seven years in a phase, just like existing, ignoring yeah. my sexuality completely, right? Right. I was like, yeah. I grew up with nobody queer around me, not a single person. So I was in the closet until I didn't come out until I was 23. Yeah. And, um, and I, I I just wasn't surrounded. Like I didn't know any other gay people. So I didn't know I could be gay. Did you try to come out? Because honestly, I didn't, I finally came out, came out, I would say around that age too. But like, 
I would constantly try to come out like around 19. I tried to come out mm-hmm. to some friends and then they just honestly didn't receive it very well. So I went right back in the closet. Wow. You know what I mean? There just wasn't enough people around that gave a shit. Yeah. I don't, I ne- see, I never even got to the point of coming out to any of my friends because I never felt secure doing it. Yeah. Well, I didn't after I told them and they, they just right. kind of started distancing themselves from me suddenly. And I was like, Right. Okay. But meanwhile, I'll tell you one thing, <laughs> like all of my, I, I'm still in touch with a lot of my friends from high school and from after high school. Um, and those people now have children who maybe or may not be queer. Um, oh like I have a friend who has a son who like when he was around like four years old started wanting to be called by a different name, but that name would change all the time. And like every day would be a different gender. And like, who knows if the kid is actually queer or just has a wild imagination, but my friend just goes with it. She doesn't question it. She doesn't question the child. And I think part of that is having me as a queer person in her life to like know that like queer people are okay. And this is why queer visibility is so important is because we're not trying to make children gay. We are trying to make the children who are already gay or queer because they do exist. Like kids just are queer yeah. and not all yeah. of them, obviously. Um, but the ones who are, yeah, not all ne- <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but the ones who are need to know that they're normal. Well, I think you hit it on the head also with this exploration thing, because I've never really met a gay, queer trans person um, who's an adult who's completely figured themselves out either. Um, yes, exactly. Know, it's a lifelong exploration of like, what, Am I? And there's so many people who are in the straight community or hetero community that say, no, there's not. Right. It's one thing. Right. Ignore all that. Don't talk about it. Put it in a box. Nope. You're going to get married. Yeah. You're going to have a kid. You're going to have a picket fence. That's it. The American dream, whatever. And th- n- there's nothing else to it. But I think being queer is period. Just like opening yourself up to exploring your your identity and and you know some people that have become uh, tr- explored with the trans identity they've mm-hmm. they've had long journeys with their gender expression oh my where God, yes. they go from male to female to in between to you know it takes there's gr- great stories about you know of these journeys it's a journey mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> This is how we start the podcast. <laughs> this is how we start the podcast. Welcome We've to the comedy totally... podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there is no comedy here. There will be no comedy today. But how are you feeling at this point in your Pride Month journey? How are your gigs going? How is your, How are your energy levels? How are you feeling? Good. How's your bank account? It's really good. My bank account's better. I'm bu- I'm buying a PlayStation 5 because I made a, a little extra money. Didn't expect, nice. You know? Nice. My, it's also my birthday month, so. <laughs> Wait, what day is your birthday? I'm going to miss it. What day is it? It's going to be June 16th. So it's going to be June you... 16th this year? Okay, good to know. <laughs> all of you send uh, hate mail my way. Uh, Please, or whatever. Yes. That's on Friday. What are your plans on Friday? Um, uh, I am doing a senior center uh, gig yes. now on Friday. Uh, I'm potentially doing a stand-up comedy gig in Hamilton. However, it might get canceled depending upon turnout. Oh wow! It's, you know, like <laughs> the stand-up stand-up world is hard for so many reasons. I've been doing stand-up, obviously. I've been doing a couple. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but like I go back and forth between whether I like doing my comedy stuff or my drag stuff more because, and we talk about this a lot. Like mm-hmm. you want to do comedy and be different or whatever mm-hmm. right but honestly i have so much more fun at drag gigs for the most part because it's just chill i make money <laughs> right i have a good time i can incorporate my comedy there whereas the comedy gigs there's no money everyone's right. miserable right um it's so hard to get people to come to it yeah <laughs> um you you overthink yourself because honestly the the skill of doing a stand-up comedy set is so difficult it is because it's so difficult like this is why i don't do it oh my god yeah when i started comedy i start i did i did a stand-up before i ever did sketch or improv yeah Um, back in like 2008 is when i started and i was good like I, i i had a great time doing it um, and I just realized it's like so hard to motivate yourself to do it as a solo, like as a solo, oh, yeah. like just going to all these open mics. It's, it's, it's soul crushing a little bit. <laughs> I know. And I don't really like going to all these open mics. Like mm-hmm. I don't find it. 
super useful for myself. Um, mm-hmm. But even at the bigger gigs, it's like, ugh, it's but when so you hard. have the audience in your hand, you feel so powerful, right? Like using your yeah. words and having the audience just like really connect with what you're saying. You feel so powerful. You do. And I think it's made me even more confident, uh, like hosting a room. Yes. I mean, like, that's really when I get my my gig right now. Just like when I'm hosting. Mm-hmm. I was at Interact the other day with Fierce and Shady. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had to host it. So, of course, it's with Drag Academy Davin. He's right. lovely. But when you do a Drag <laughs> Academy thing, it's always like, you have no idea what the hell is going to go on. Because he's like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to bring him in. You're going to do improv. Um, no, no problem doing improv for a room of 75 people. Right. And get them all in, invested in it. No oh, problem. God. Some people are going to be on webcam. You're going to do improv for a group of 75 people. Some are on webcam. Does that sound doable? I'm like, are you insane? Like, no. And he's saying this to you. Like, was he expecting fierce and, and shady to join you on the improv or you by yourself doing improv? And then he's like, do the snatch game thing that you do. Cause, and I did that for uh, like this improv drag race thing that I was doing okay. to try out snatch game. You need people who want to do that to do yeah. snatch game. We can't just get randos to do snatch game. They're not going to be any good or want to. Right. And <laughs> so I called up Shady and, and Fierce the night before. And I was like, so <laughs> Davin kind of wants us to do snatch game. Um, can either of you just like, you know, jump in and do it? I know you're both very, you have a character you can do, Fierce you can do. And then they, they were both like, nope, nope, we're not comedy queens. And I was like, oh, my God. Cool. Well. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Fierce is not a comedy queen, but I mean, sorry, uh, Shady's not a comedy queen, but Fierce is funny. She's fucking funny, but they didn't want to do it. And and that really speaks to me. Like, <laughs> comedy is a lot harder than some drag queens like to pretend it, yeah. it is and and then you know but they also don't really value it very much you know right they won't do it but they also won't book it it's right weird Ugh. but i yeah. had so much fun at interact because i had i got to host it and i was just like in this room of interact people forcing them to do improv and like bossing fierce and shady around and making fun of them and i had the room in my hand Good. and i finally Good. feel like i proved to them because shady, I mean, shady is shady, but she came up to me after and she's like, Hillary, you are, I'm trying not to do a Mexican accent. Oh my God. Don't slap me if I do it. <laughs> no, I want you to, I want you to do it. I'm not racist. I swear. I'm trying no, to go ahead. Straight. Keep it straight. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. And she's do not it. from Mexico. <laughs> she is from Mexico. She is? Yes. I don't know. I don't keep track. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Hillary. Hillary. You are so good at comedy. It was wild. Blah, blah, blah. I have no idea. But the thing is, I feel like before that point, they weren't sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. They weren't sure if I was. Well, she wasn't. It's fierce new. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, I, I mean, yeah, those moments when you really have the audience in your hand. Yeah. Your pocket. like, And you're just one person. That's like real stand-up comedy where it's just like oh you can just say anything you want it's amazing yeah i'm hit and miss with my with my hosting these days actually i I feel really powerful and really good i'm i'm so tired um i do really i do really well when i'm by myself when i'm co-hosting i don't know what to say i'm like yeah you take it when i'm there when i'm there and i just kind of yell at you from the side i'm like eh, screw you bitch yeah, that part, that's really difficult. Um, also, it doesn't matter who my co-host is. If I have a co-host, I turn off. Right. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I did a couple right. of gigs in the last couple of days where I, I had a co-host, and I was just kind of like, eh, you can take over. I'll, I'll be over here on the side. I'll make my money. <laughs> you can do all the talking. Um, we, have a, we have a show coming up on Wednesday, you and I. Yeah. Tomorrow, yeah. actually. Uh, tomorrow for us not tomorrow for the listeners i don't know when this no. is coming out um but we're doing our sex and the golden girls show yeah, and this is another like listen listen this is another example of comedy being hard this is a show that's very in demand people love this concept and love this show and when i tell them about it they're like i need to come we, yeah. what do we sold 15 tickets 
I think we're up to 15. Yeah. You know, it was really weird because like three weeks ago, it was really moving. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, oh my God, we're really selling. And then, <laughs> and then it's nothing. <laughs> no, we've been stuck at like, nothing. yeah. Yeah, and we've been we've been pushing it. We've been advertising. We've been pushing it. We've I've been, been paying for advertising. Absolutely, we have, and it's good. And we actually have good images and ads and stuff. And it's just like I don't know what I don't know what to do anymore. Yeah, I really don't know what to do. I don't know what people fucking want. I don't know what they want. But also, nothing else is selling. Like I'm looking at the other shows at Comedy Bar that night. Yeah, none of them are selling. Like there's a handful here, handful there. Most of it's nothing. I saw a queen in Ottawa, Shady. Um, she, Shady Lady, the other Shady. She, <laughs> she, she was first. She was before the other one. Uh, but she posted um, that, like, she's like, if you want to come to a show, like, stop complaining about. I don't remember what it was, but she was she was saying that people don't buy their tickets in advance, so shows get canceled because then they can't pay the performers if the tickets aren't selling. So they cancel yes. the show. So people yes. need to stop complaining about shows getting canceled if they're not actually going ahead and buying tickets. Like, don't wait until the last minute to buy your ticket. Buy it yeah. in advance so that promoters know that people actually want to come to the show so they can go forward with the show and pay these performers. Yeah, because, you know, the two of us, like, if we were doing our show, um, the play that we just wrote just now, mm-hmm. I would be okay with 15 tickets. I'd be yeah, like, totally. Okay, hundred percent. But this is not that. It's five performers. And we're paying them. We're paying them. They're all incredible. <laughs> yes. They're amazing, they have, amazing improvisers and actors. Huge credits and big names. Like, they're so good. Yes. Um, it's frustrating. Uh-huh. And we also have to put a little bit more work into this one because we personally transcribed the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. not available. <laughs> readily right we're great we do great work we do great work you know what i just watched right before no. this um episode two of camp on kiki season five. Ooh, what did what do you think um i really wish the production quality was better on the show i think this episode was better than episode one if i'm being frank i thought that uh, yeah. number one was a little sluggish and i thought they picked it up a bit on this one yeah it's good they you did. know it's all relative with Wanakiki. People like that low budget feel for some reason. Um, I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> but I watch it because I love these performers. Who's your favorite right now? Are you allowed to say? I As don't it. really have a favorite at the moment. And no, I'm not going to say it because I'm also doing <laughs> my review on my you YouTube are. channel. Check it out. Hillary asked dot, uh, no, at YouTube. Or you can go, go to HillaryAsked.com to check it out there too. There's a link. Um, Cult Wanakiki. Yeah, I think that's uh, a name we came up with in the wee hours, me and Clinica. Uh, it's we got great. together I like every it. week. Yeah, it's like a cult classic. So we're just kind yeah. of like the cultists, the weird cultists that actually like this bizarre TV show that no one watches. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, it's actually we've been getting uh, other pe- other sisters and siblings from Camp Winnipeg to come, and we just review it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. fun. So I really can't say. You know, actually, on that note. People think that I'm the mean one and Clinica's the nice one. I, I would agree. say it's true. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> I, am the mean one. I actually have opinions and Clinica's just like, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Wow, joyful. It's like, yeah. I don't know. It, <laughs> it's very that vibe. and I'm It's like, a great cast this year. Yeah. but It I just, wasn't last I, year, but it really is. <laughs> Oh, no. Okay, hold on a second. I want to bring something up. I want to bring something up. You, the other day, were shitting all over Darien Lake for making a Canadian joke. Was I? You were. You were like, fuck you for saying, what did she say? She said something like, oh, I'm from Rochester, so I speak Canadian. And so, and you were so angry about that. And then episode one of this season of Camp One Kiki starts, and Ruthie comes in and is like, I was just in Canada, eh? What about that? And just gave every single cheesy Canadian joke she could think of. And I want to know what your thoughts were watching. So, number one, I was a little insulted that they didn't make reference to me. I was too. I thought it was going to be a reference to you. I I thought you were going to make a cameo. I honestly thought you were going to make a cameo and you didn't tell us about it. Seriously, I was kind of upset. In a way, um, you, you, can't, I, you can't go from having the first Canadian ever on your show who made it to top three 
and then start the next season with somebody going to Canada and coming back and being all Canadian and not reference you. I don't understand. Do you want want to know what they did? I was an afterthought. They texted me and were like, oh, we're doing this thing. Do you have any terms we could use? That's all they did. They asked you for help to write it, but not for a cameo. That was about it. And I literally told them, I was like, hey, if you want a little video where I just record myself on on whatever and it can just be a little video message, I'll do that for you. Silence, crickets. I hate to be shady because I don't, I don't know where their heads at on this, but like, yeah. I thought it was stupid. First of all, you it know? was. I mean, those. So that it was so dated. I felt like I was watching like SCTV in the eighties. Like, you know what I hate Americans in general. Yeah, because I hate to tell you, but. I don't because, want to be too shitty, but like, no, but just honestly, for reference, like, like there were, there were forest fires that came from Quebec and, and, um, and took oh. over New York and oh, yeah. they're, they're forest saying, fire. yeah, they're saying that like the smoke is coming from Canada. Is all, is, yeah. It's is coming from Canada. They're saying it's all over New York, New Jersey and Canada. Like the entire Jeez, country of Canada. Canada is covered in this. Jeez, Canada, you're ruining our day, Canada. It was all about, for some reason, Canada was destroying their... It's like as if they haven't had a wildfire in the States before or like a tsunami or like a yeah. hurricane or whatever that affects us. And then they're just... It's, it was a bizarre meme. Um, yeah. But honest to God, I hate to say it, all every single... I love my friends, but like, every single American I've met is exactly like that. Yeah. They're just like, oh... I'm not so bad, you know, you know, I'm actually pretty educated. And then they'll, they'll tell me the Canadian jokes, like just a ream yeah. of them. Yeah. A ream. And they won't stop. As and if we haven't heard them before. They'll think that they're so funny. And I'll yeah. be like, uh, I don't understand. I know. <laughs> I know. I don't understand. <laughs> I know. And here we are. Sorry to bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's triggering. It's triggering. Speaking of Jimbo is dominating all stars. Oh my god, isn't she just a fucking force? Yeah, I think that I think she's gonna win the whole thing. She is unstoppable unless you make her lip sync. She is unstoppable. Yeah. She was really sad about um n- not being able to lip sync also in the I last think episode. I think we needed that from her. I think the audience needed to see her be vulnerable about lip syncing because yeah. they are so angry about her inability to lip sync. But she was just so like I wish I could have done it this time and she just yeah, I mean, she just kind of lacked that polish. But here's my perspective on it is stop trying to lip sync and give us comedy give us I what creme would give us give us what you did yeah. as shirley temple give us that in the lip sync if yes. she had broken out into a tap dance they would have freaked the fuck out and she would have won like, i agree i don't know why she's trying to be something she's not all the time like they said she had ugly makeup in her first season make it uglier make you know like, just <laughs> go for it i mean i'm glad that she had the glow up or whatever but glow ups are overrated but here's the thing with her is that her makeup was never intentionally ugly right it was all like she she thought she was giving glamour and so now she's actually learned how to give glamour um i do like seeing someone who who has really good makeup being so fucking stupid and disgusting in personality i love that oh you mean candy muse Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) you are a piece of shit do you think she should have won this uh, the, this episode? Yeah, actually, I do. Actually, no. I think Alexis no. Michelle should have. And, Mich- Mich- and she I wasn't even in the top. Michelle. Yeah, I cannot believe Alexis Michelle was safe. Her look. First of all, she was inc- doing a patter song, doing it well. Yeah. Um, really selling the shit out of it. And then yeah. that look was the most gorgeous she'd ever looked and the most gorgeous anybody looked on that runway. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Candy's look was like... <laughs> wasn't it it wasn't it it was fine. it wasn't yeah it wasn't all that however i do re- i did really enjoy her performance she did a very good job with that performance yeah the performance is good but it wasn't yeah. alexis michelle and i hate this i hate to give alexis michelle credit i she's so unlikable but like <laughs> but you know what she really is actually really like really, really good at drag talented. very really talented. talented her snatch game oh 
was so that was that what people are upset about they're like what why why are people liking her snatch game because it was perfect it was note perfect it well it was perfect beatrice earth like yes the confidence she had to just sit there with a little smirk on her face and deliver those jokes as if it was nothing that 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 is something that was really, 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 really impressive. I, For Jim, I mean, to, I to have Jimbo tap dancing circles around her, and she just sat there in her B. Arthurness and did not react like that. That like that deserves applause. I agree. She's very underrated that way. Yeah, and I think it's because she's just so goddamn unlikable. Shit personality. <laughs> Shit personality. <laughs> I hate to say it. She's so unlikable for some reason. Oh, Alexis. It's I, and I don't know what it is. I think it's just her like grand kind of like oh yeah. Like oh, I've worked 15 years in New York kind of. This thing. is your joke about me. This is what you Yeah, but you're likable. <laughs> Clearly, I'm the unlikable one in the pair here. <laughs> I agree with that sentiment. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah fuck 100%. you. 100%. Well, on that note, maybe we should take a quick break. Yeah, sure. Let's take a little break. I could use it. I'll take a nap. <sighs> I'm going to go read my death threats again. <laughs> oh, you woke me up. Oh my god, we're back doing another podcast. Oh, I fell asleep drinking my red wine here. Oh no, it's all over your face. Your face is purple now. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been purple. You didn't notice? You're turning violet, Violet. I'm a one-eyed bon, bon, perm, purple people leader. One-eyed, one-horned flying. Do you know I never grew up with that song? And the first reference I ever heard to to the purple leader person was when Jackie Cox did it on, on uh, She Did a Runway. <gasps> Of the purple leader thing. Oh yes, 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 yeah. And yeah, that, that's I, the first time you've ever. Heard the of first that time song? I ever heard of it. I don't even know what was it like a Raffi song or a Fred. I have Panner no idea. I didn't grow up with Raffi. I didn't grow up with Fred Panner. I didn't grow up listening to them. Did you grow up listening to Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop? I knew of Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop. I never watched it. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching like Twin Peaks. <laughs> you were a Twin Peaks baby. <laughs> I was. I was. <laughs> Um, should we mention any more about All Stars? I mean, we've missed like four episodes. A lot of Which people have gone home. Yeah. Uh, do you agree with everyone who's all gone the camp, home? All the camp people are going home. I was. That's lost- the thing. All of almost all of my faves uh, are gone. Yeah. Tosh is gone. Darian's gone. James Mansfield is gone. Yeah, that one hurt. That one hurt to watch. No. No, and she was so gracious about it. She was just kind of like, okay. Well, yeah. I did better than last time. Oh, it's okay, Kahana. I love yeah. you. I think she was disappointed for sure. I was disappointed. A lot of people were. Actually, I'm really happy to oh. see that people are rallying for James and upset that she's gone. I'm happy to see that people wanted James to stay. What a cutie, because I think... I don't know what it is, but I mean, there's a similarity to Trixie Mattel in that yep. Trixie had a really hard time on Drag Race breaking through this like barrier of, I don't know what it is, self-doubt or something yeah. that just like hindered her ultimate like acting chops or like performance ability. I right. feel like James was like almost there, mm-hmm. almost, but like her acting is... It, like it's theoretically good james is acting but like, it just doesn't make it to the face or something you know what i mean yeah like, she has um she, there, there's a there's a certain uh, eye contact that's missing yeah from her yeah she's probably probably because she's gone blind from staring at all those wigs <laughs> i know all that hairspray in the eyes um <laughs> she's so talented so talented I really hated when they were coming for her losing weight, you know, just like, oh, you know, your outfits aren't quite fitting. It's like, oh, because I lost all this weight. It's like, well, you could snatch it back. You can't snatch it back (laughs) on a four-way stretch cat suit. What are you talking about? Snatch it back with what? I don't get it. 
Did you ever see Monet was on um, Fashion Photo Review one time and she had her outfit snatched back with like pliers um, and and you could see it. And like every time she turned her body slightly, you could see it and people were reading her for it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like when you're when you're fat, like if you're on one of those, I lost quite a bit of weight on Wanakiki. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. I went down about two belt sizes. I had a belt on my DDF and. By the end of two weeks, I literally was two belt sizes smaller. Two belt sizes? Two. two. You were there for two weeks? Yeah. In two weeks, I lost two belt sizes. <laughs> and a knee. And a knee. <laughs> Which is kind of why it was kind of wild to like watch my weight fluctuating and like, ooh, it really did affect uh, certain fits on, on yeah. certain things. It was, it was weird. It's like you're on Survivor. I also don't understand the what comment of you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, well, you know, that's the thing. You didn't really have time to eat and you were just go, 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 go. Mm, that's it. That's it right there. You know, I would like shovel diet Pepsi and eggs into my face and then run away. That sounds awful. Mm. Well, you had to choose. Did you want it? Did you want to do two hours of a full face of makeup or do you want to be, um, you know, some of the girls on this current season of Camp Wanakiki who are not doing makeup at all? Anyway. Oh, okay. You're angry. You're so mad about angry. them. I had to say it. I had to say it. I was like, mm. anyway. uh, it was like, clearly you're eating. Okay. Uh, see, this is what I get from things. I'm like, okay, well, she ate. This clearly. is why they think you're the bitch. <laughs> but the thing is, I'm not afraid to say it. I, 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 I can see it, you know? Um, oh, but yeah, I, I, I don't understand on Drag Race the the commentary of this is saying like they said to James, it's like, you know, James is getting the same, same. We're seeing the same, same from you all the time. When Alexis Michelle is constantly wearing gowns, Kahana Montrese wears nothing except a couple feathers. Like everyone's kind of giving same, same. Everybody had, it's a, it's called a brand. First of all. And also James's brand has evolved so much. Yeah. And it's specific and it's good. I don't get it. I don't get it. I just don't, I don't understand that kind of critique. It's just, it's just like, we don't like that type of drag. Yeah. If you want to do that type of drag, it has to be so much better. You know, that's, that's what they're saying to me. Um, Do you want to talk about the Heidi uh, quitting? Yeah. Yeah. What do you you think of that? I, that felt dramatic to me. It felt really dramatic in the moment. It really did. I actually thought it looked stage Heidi's Heidi's moment of quitting. Yeah. Um, but the more I'm hearing about it, the more it sounds like it's very real mm. and a really awful situation. Unless this is like, because sometimes Drag Race girls have public fights on Twitter, and then they're like, "Haha, we're releasing a collaboration." Yeah. Um, but this actually feels like it's real. Oh, you mean like the Trixie and Kim Chi nonsense? Yes. Yeah. I mean that that was very purposefully staged. That was like, yes. Oh my God, Kim Chi, you're a doo doo head. Like that was <laughs> <Yeah>. so stupid. <laughs> you and I did that. You you started tweeting at me like that. Um, yeah. But no, this actually feels like they have a lot of resentment towards each other. Um, Willem yeah. uh, Willem has said on their podcast that um, that she was on tour with Heidi Jimbo and Candy after filming, and they were fighting on tour the entire time about that situation like it was still going after filming yeah it it it, i think it was heidi didn't want to be there anymore clearly i i wouldn't blame her honestly yeah okay okay what what is so what is your as someone who's been on one of these shows and like put the work into preparing to be there yeah what and like Heidi has said, she spent sixty thousand dollars, forty forty thousand dollars on her package. Wow. Yeah. Now, what do you think about spending that much money, putting all that work together to come back and show how much you've grown as an artist, and you get yeah. this dream? And she's doing well; she could be a winner. What do you think about like making the decision to quit? I think if you're willing to spend forty thousand um, dollars, it's not about winning the money. I think it's about showing the world something um and being ready and being over prepared I, I mean like isis couture left spending yeah. thousands of dollars on her season a little while ago there too mm-hmm. um 
I don't think it is. And also, I th- they have sponsors, I'm sure. Like, I don't think you just spend $40,000. Who are these people? True. Uh, but like. I mean, she is a drag race girl and she has been working. So and she did say yeah. she was st- she was still comfortable and still like didn't like her bank account was fine. Yeah, I bet yeah. it is. I bet it's more than fine. I mean, that's yeah. just like they're being paid five, ten thousand dollars a gig. That's like yeah. a couple gigs. So I don't think it was a big issue. Um, I think it's all uh, I think the thing though that we know about Heidi and is that she's very authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, oh yeah. Season, oh yeah. She was the girl who told it like it is, period. Yeah, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'm a worry about Heidi. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what people like about her. It's like she's nice. But she will not put up with your inauthenticity. I love that type of person. And I hate to say it, but I mean, I think it's really speaks volumes to some of the people still left in the room and how inauthentic they are. Mm-hmm. And why? And that's the that raises the question for me, like why they're still there? Like, is production just trying to make them into villains like are they trying to make kahana and alexis into the villains of the season is that what you think i don't think kahana is getting a villain at it at all i know that's the thing they're not making her into a villain but she's clearly full of shit (laughs) i don't think so i think kahana's what about candy Candy the one full of shit yes yeah yeah that one i i don't know if i trust her she's fierce but like girl <laughs> yeah here's one here's the moment I, I decided not to trust her was when they did that covid special on season 13 where everyone talked about what it was like when like the pandemic hit and preparing yeah. for drag race during a pandemic candy said <laughs> that she was doing a gig and she was being so good and staying away from everybody and stayed in her dressing room until she had to be on stage and then went back to her dressing room and didn't talk to anybody uh-huh. and she still got covid and I was like, that's not true. Oh. That can't be oh. true. You didn't, you're a party. You, you, you did not, you did oh. not decide to like stay away from it. Like, hey, everybody stay away from me. There's a pandemic going on. That's yeah. not, I remember watching lives because it, um, the pandemic hit during season 12's airing. And I remember Dahlia Sin was on a live and she had a party in her home. There was like eight people in there. And it was like Candy showing up, like before she got on Drag Race, Candy showing up with like booze and being like, what are we all talking about? Um, I was like, you you were not sitting at you were not sitting there avoiding COVID. I'm, I'll tell so you what that you're right saying now. Is she was never sitting alone in the VIP at all. Well, there was so many people behind that curtain. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I can't help but love her for some reason, though. She's such a she's little, good TV. She is such, such good TV. Yeah, she's such and a she's good kid. at drag. She is so I love yeah. her drag. Speaking of same same though, like it's always the same silhouette on her. Like, yes, it's all, it, like the legs are always out. There's always way too much blush on that cheek. There's I love no her hair. blush. I love. It. <laughs> I love her blush. Uh, she's like a beautiful marshmallow man. I like it. Um. <laughs> But this really is the top six Kahanamon trees. Uh, oh, we're top Lala six already. Ree. Lala Ree. Yeah. Who thought Lala was going to be here? Did you? I, I don't know if I did, but she's been skating by. Well, here's the thing is <sighs> I actually could imagine her doing well. I did yeah. foresee her doing well. However, I don't think she's doing that great. I think she's doing fine. Like you said, skating by. I think she's doing fine. She's doing fine. Um, I was, I'm really happy she made it. Cause like up until this episode, I was like, why is Lala still here? But then yeah. when, when we, when we saw what she did in this episode, it was, that was a very slap, good performance. Slap, the slap, slap. A, I mean, she got, she got lucky with the choreography. Cause I mean, yes, that was a good, that was good choreography, but she executed. Oh my God. Did you catch that moment where Adam Shankman was like, you don't have to be a bitch to teach people choreography. Did you catch it? That was maybe a little read at fucking Tyler. What's his name? Not Tyler Oakley. What's his name? Uh, name? Todrick Hall. Todrick Hall. Todrick, of course. Todrick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, they're all so good. I mean, they're all so good. And then uh, Jessica Wilde. I think Jessica's a dark horse, too. Like, I would definitely see her in the top three at this point. I keep forgetting she's there, not not to lie. But uh, I keep forgetting, but I think she's amazing. I think she's incredible. Every time she's on, I'm like so happy she's on TV. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think Candy's going to make it to the top or do you think she's out next? I think she's going to make it to the top. 
because mm, she's just such a bitch. Yeah. She's a production yeah. favorite as well. She's a production favorite. Alexis can't make it to the top. They won't let her. They want to play mind games with her. I think she deserves to. She is killing it. So you think Alexis and Jimbo? and uh... I think Alexis and Jimbo right now are my top two. Yeah. Um, And I foresee Candy and Jessica. I think it's going to be the top four. Mm. Oh, a top four. Yes. It's been an interesting season. Like, I was really excited for it, and now I'm less excited for it. Right. You know? Because a lot of my faves, just like, they're not there anymore. Yeah. I find it's less enjoyable to watch a season with one front runner. And obviously, she's had three wins in six episodes. That is Jimbo. She's the front yeah. runner. It's not fun. To, like, season eight was a great season in terms of casting i did not find it enjoyable to watch because bob was clearly going to win it yeah bob was dominating that yeah was that the same in my season of camp wanakiki where i was dominating everything uh no i actually really <laughs> knew that clinica was gonna win damn it <laughs> i mean clinica was dominating too <laughs> that's the thing is it was neck and neck with the two of you yeah it yeah. was very neck and neck because you yeah. had the same amount of wins going into the finale we did we had equal track records it's kind of wild um watching that kind of thing yeah. current wanakiki i think is a lot more even i don't think there's gonna be a there's it no is. front runner right now at all like i'm just like mm, they all have something yeah i was gobsnacked by who went home in the in in the the, fir the first go at home like i was like wow i didn't expect it not that you know it didn't make sense but i was like i didn't expect them to go home at all i, I really wasn't surprised because i still don't know who everybody is yeah I was gobsmacked when I found out she was 48 until she took her drag off. And I was like, ah, there it is. But in drag, she looks a lot younger. No, I thought you were going to be like, I thought you were 72. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no, that's just your age. That's you. That's you. That's correct. Thank you. Yeah, 72. 72 year olds old. <laughs> Have you voted yet? Not yet. Uh, for the mayor, the Toronto mayor. You didn't election. early vote. You didn't do the early vote. Are you gonna? Are you gonna vote on the twenty sixth? Yeah. I forgot to do the early vote. Uh, yes, I'm gonna make time to go ahead and do it on on the day then. Yeah. Okay. So Toronto, if you're listening, if you live in Toronto, or know somebody who does, please remind them we are voting a new mayor on June twenty sixth, which is the day after pride which seems like a really shady day to put that on it's a shady month to put it on but it's the day mm. after when they think everybody's gonna be too drunk and too hungover to show up and vote um mm. but i have faith that we are going to finally get a progressive mayor in the city it might be olivia chow it might mm -hmm. be chloe brown i think it's going to be olivia chow yeah personally i i, I don't love spouting it but like i, I i'm probably going to be voting for olivia Right. Um, I think I think she's just so cute. She's very progressive. That's why you're voting for her. <laughs> I like Not her shoes. That. I like her shoes. Um, I Not am voting for Chloe Brown because I, like I do. I'm Team Chloe. I would. I I wish Olivia never ran. I'll tell you that because yeah, she she started. She announced herself later in the process. Yeah. Um, and I wish she had just let Chloe have her moment because Chloe has a lot of disenfranchised people on her side. Like she is a working class um, policy analyst and knows, like has a really solid platform and is very yeah. clear. She has the most solid, clear and concise platform of any of the candidates. And, um, and she has a shot. People are paying attention to her. She's not polling well because whenever they call for polls, they call landlines and people who have landlines don't know about Chloe Brown because she's not in the media because she is scary to the um, who, who we're talking about before people who want to stay in power. Um, yeah. But social media is a very powerful thing. And I think a lot of people are on there and paying attention to her. I think Olivia splits those votes a little bit. So we'll see how I that think goes. It's I think Olivia is really the one to get behind if we want to beat Mr. She's Saunders. The, she is the bigger name. Do you oh, think Saunders has a chance? So for those of you who are listening who yeah. don't understand um, our politics, Saunders is running for mayor and he was the police chief of Toronto. He's a um, disgraced police chief of Toronto. Yes. And he's he was down. he was the police chief he's during the 
murders that were happening throughout Toronto's gay village um, by Bruce MacArthur. And he was ignoring our calls for an investigation and then blamed the community when he was finally convicted. Uh, Bruce MacArthur finally was and blamed and it, our, our community for not helping the police enough to help find him. Yeah. And he, at, at the bottom, he's a friggin' idiot. He's a piece of shit care. human being. He doesn't care about anyone but himself. And he is just kind of a corporate shill at yeah. the end of the day with crackpot. Um, I don't like calling things left wing and right wing so much in mayoral stuff, but like super conservative ideas. Yeah. And he's, he's just full of shit. So full of shit. And honestly, the police doesn't need any more money. No. And they, they just got, got a budget inflation. They got enough. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying like take all the money away from the police. I'm saying like they got enough. Like it can go elsewhere. There's this hilarious sketch at Second City right now, um, where they're at a roundtable city council meeting, <laughs> and people keep suggesting ideas like, "Oh, we have the surplus of uh, money," and people keep suggesting ideas to to use it for, like <laughs> we could reinvest it in the the highway. And then the mayor's like, "Oh, I don't know," and they start singing this song. It's like, "Give it to the cops." it's hilarious because it's so accurate yeah it's annoying it's like every time there's an opportunity for a little extra money it's like it always just goes to the cops um and i don't know why (laughs) or what they're doing it doing with it like yeah (laughs) it feels like toronto's falling apart in some ways in a lot of ways sure have a lot of money (laughs) they sure do I hope Olivia. They look great in bike shorts, though. They look great in bike shorts. I don't even look at them. (laughs) You can't even. (laughs) I think if I pick up this twig and throw it into their wheel, it'll hit their spoke and then it'll fall. Oh my God. Viva la revolution. (laughs) Yeah. On their fucking horses. Why do we still have police horses? I don't know. That's another tradition that needs to die. Like streetcars. Streetcars needs to die. They don't make sense. Streetcars really don't make sense. Buses are much faster. But streetcars are more comfortable. Yeah. But I mean, like, they rip up the ground. They're not even greener because of all of the issues with them. Like, Mm. why do we have these things? Let's ask someone. No one's going to give us an answer. Nothing (laughs) makes sense. Who can explain it? Who can tell you why? Fools give you answers. Wise men (laughs) never try. (laughs) Okay, so we're in the middle of Pride, and um, all we're doing is complaining about all the shit. There's (laughs) a lot to complain about. There's a lot to complain about. We just don't have enough time to complain about things because we're so busy. Okay, tell me about one gig you're excited about as as we exit. Tell me one gig you're excited about this month. Oh my god! Uh, the gig I am most excited about, hands down, is Sex and the Golden Girls uh, on Wednesday. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> well, bes- besides our shows, which we do all the time, and I love, I love, I love, we do it kind of monthly. We're getting it back monthly. Is on the twenty second. Is it the twenty twenty third, twenty third of June at Buddies and Bad Times Theater? Uh, the B girls are putting on <gasps> their infamous show Homo Night in Canada. Oh yeah, there yeah. is a star-studded comedy lineup of like the best the best and uh i am fortunate enough to be on that lineup um and i'm really excited so please come watch the b girls i i just adore the b girls nice they are toronto comedy drag legends they are they are period like you know I, I used to watch to them now. on TV when I was uh, a, a teenager budding queer, watching Queer as Folk in the basement away from my parents. Right? Yeah. And that, and then Ooh. the B-Girls would come on. Yeah. Great. Yeah. On uh, Speaker's Corner. Now yeah. yourself, you have a gig that you are excited about. Is it the Pride Ball or some big stage like that? No, I'm not doing that. Actually, the only actual Pride stage I'm doing is um, Yalabara, the um, the uh, Arab uh, Middle Eastern stage, which yeah. is on the same time as yours, Friday the 23rd. Um, ours runs from 8 o'clock to 11 o'clock. I'm on around 930 on the South, yeah. the Rogers South stage. If you're going to be around, it's at Gould and 
Um, is that, and is that the gig that Golden Church? Is that the gig that you're most excited for? Um, I'm quite excited about it, actually, because I get to do a number that I did last year when I hosted the stage. But that one was um, during the Pride Parade and nobody was there and nobody saw it. So I'm going to do it again this year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, I'm sure it'll go well. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the other thing in Toronto. It's a little bit underwhelming for us queens because, yeah, a lot of the corporate shills kind of backed out because of their mediocrity um, and their fear, which is unfortunate. But Mm -hmm. also a lot of queens have been complaining that... (laughs) thanks to our drag race star system and thanks to the americans as well yeah they're literally sucking up all the air in the room yeah Um, there's so many so drag ball is normally the biggest show during pride and it's like every toronto drag performer like or at least like a lot of them and this year so few of them and it's all american drag race girls all americans yeah it's insane it's insane great (laughs) <laughs> yeah usually there's one one year we did it and it was aja that was the guest yeah but this year they have like sasha colby anitra everybody else from that season that's so much. annoying yeah they're all taking over and there's no mm-hmm. uh i don't understand that although um i worked with an american drag race girl recently and i was like so how many uh pride gigs do you have this year and she's like just this one She's like, yeah. no one's, no one's booking, like, no one's booking us anymore. That was Cracker, right? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't trying to name her, but there you go. <laughs> it's obvious who you're talking about. You oh, don't not work to the people. You don't well, work with Drew Girls that often. <laughs> well, people who listen to us don't know that. Anyways, Cracker. Yeah. I, yeah, I haven't seen her around. She used to be really hopping. She was like on all of like the YouTubes and yeah. But think about it. Like since her all-stars five, there's been like 8,000 seasons and 8,000 new Queens. It's so disappointing because she's really entertaining and really smart. You know what she is. I'm going to, I'm going to give her her props. She is so wonderful. She was only booked to perform on the Saturday and she came, this is in Winnipeg. Uh, She came from New York from Winnipeg on the Friday came to the yeah. bar where she was going to perform and got to know everybody, watched all the Queens got to, like took pictures with them. Like she offered to take pictures of them and, Aww. and like made friends with the, in, the entire staff. And mm. then um, the next day she had a separate changing room. So she had, um she had a, a trailer that was brought in for her and we were all in a oh. tiny little dressing room and she spent all of her time. She changed in there, but then she came and spent all of her time in the dressing room with the rest of us. Whoa, they gave her an entire trail. That's like star treatment. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, their backstage is very small. It was needed. Like it was like they needed an extra space. Yeah. Um, but the fact that she chose to spend her time with the local girls was really great. And they brought you in from all the way out in Toronto. So they must yeah. like you as well. They didn't get you a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> well, Selena, you're from Toronto. I don't have a trailer for you, but you got the dumpster out back because we know you like that. <laughs> it was a lovely dumpster. I'll have you know. <laughs> Everything in there tasted amazing. Well, you're ready to get back to the pride gigs. <laughs> yeah, I guess it starts tomorrow. Again. And I got a show every day. Sometimes yeah. twice a day until Sunday night. Yes. And then I have a couple of days off and then back to it. Yeah. Yeah. My days off are um, full-time work at the yeah. Second City. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so over it already. Only two weeks you. to go. Mm. Only okay. two weeks and then we get to sleep. So, um, I hope the squirrels out there, you're having a nice pride, happy pride, by the way. Well, it's not, I guess we'll wish you pride again in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Let's see if we have time to do another podcast before actual pride. Actual pride? Probably not. We'll probably do it after. So I guess, yeah. Happy pride, everybody. Yeah. Happy, happy pride. pride. Good one. Yeah. Thanks for coming to our angry pride. Show. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming to our angry Two drag queens in the middle of Pride. We're exhausted and we don't have time to do this. Um, But thanks for listening to us. Yeah, thanks for being here. Well, 
Goodbye then. <laughs> bye. Bye, Selena. Don't have any more time for you. Okay, bye. Bye. Mm, bye. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Is it really over? I don't know. Yeah. Are we done? It's over. It's done. Yeah, I'm, I'm already asleep. Oh. Oh, you really are so tired. Yeah. You poor baby. <laughs> are you still recording this? Yeah. <laughs> you go to bed, you little baby. Night, night. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>